Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there. Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And... You got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We'll check in with the Golf Channel, Randall Shambly. He'll have some opinions on the possibility Tiger Woods at this stage next week, a week from now, will be playing at the Masters. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Speaking of Augusta, Augusta National Golf Club, one of the great stages, will host the world's best amateurs, Augusta National Women's Amateur. That's Saturday at 12 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Go to peacocktv.com. Sign up now. I'm kind of desensitized. With everything that's happened in the last 30 days with the NFL, I don't know if you go, man, I'm surprised at that, because then the next day you have another story where you go, man, I'm surprised at that. If I would have said, hey, there's going to be a Super Bowl favorite and their head coach is going to step down at the end of March voluntarily, and it doesn't seem like it's that big a deal. And if it's not health-related with Bruce Arians, is it Tom Brady-related? But that's what happened. Todd Bowles is the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just like that. We just move on. We're like, yeah, okay, of course. And that's a Wednesday. (laughs) Can't wait for Thursday. That's what happened last night where you go, okay, 
I'm going to look at this. I'm going to keep looking at this headline. All right, I'm going to click on it. Yep, it's true. Just like last week when it was Tyreek Hill has permission, seek a trade. It was during the final hour of the show last week. And then all of a sudden, it's like two hours later, he's a dolphin. I go, what? Of course he is. His agent moves fast. Browns aren't getting Deshaun Watson. Remember that? You know, the NFL Network said, yep, Browns are out of it. Carolina's out of it. No, the Browns are No, the Browns. He's going to the Browns. Here's the, you know, most money we've ever paid anybody in the history of the NFL, and it's all guaranteed, and it's a bidding war. And, by the way, he was in front of two grand juries, and he's got 22 civil lawsuits. Like, you can't even make up a headline in the NFL where you go, this is going to shock you. How about this? Because we've seen just about everything transpire here in the last 30 days, including Bruce Arians going into the front office, and Todd Bowles is the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. The United States men's national team lost but won. They uh, lost to Costa Rica, two to nothing, but they qualified for the World Cup. Yay! Yay! We did it. It's a big deal. We made it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Well, in soccer, you can. <laughs> so they they lost to Costa Rica, and they still qualified. So they just couldn't lose by a goal differential of six goals, I believe. Is that Six or more. Six yeah. or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you watch it, and I thought, okay, we were, all, we were accepting of them if they lost. Hey, just don't lose bad. You know, don't get embarrassed. But if you lose, it's okay. And I thought, well, why can't you win? Yeah, how about we win instead? <laughs> yeah, you're, and then we're even more in. Yes, that you, okay, you lost to Costa Rica. And I'm like, come on. When do we get to the point where we go, it's okay if we lose, just don't get embarrassed. It's a real loser's mentality. It really bothers me. Yeah, I don't understand it. Mm-mm. And it always feels like, you know, this year, we talk about the next World Cup. Like, <laughs> and, hey, the United States not ready yet, but the next World in Cup. In this case, it's true. Okay. In this case, it's true. Okay, so the next World Cup, the United States is going to be readier-er-er. That'll be a, a more a truer judge of where U.S. soccer is. Okay, if you say this four years from now, you get a pie to the face. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> okay. No problem, okay. yes. I'll take soccer balls to the face. Whoa, yeah. okay. I totally understand. Okay, yes, Todd. That's got to be tough psychologically to go into a game, match, or event of any kind knowing we can lose 5 nothing or 5 nil and still celebrate that we were advancing or in the World Cup. Well, you have goal differential. You have point differentials in a lot of sports. But it doesn't really happen in a particular game all that much. Yes, yeah. Well, one of the one of the things that really bothered me last night is after the match, everybody was celebrating, right? Because, yeah, you qualified, and that's awesome. But there was like this – one of the commentators was like, well, hey, look, okay, they ran into a Costa Rican side that is – they're young, they're hungry, they've got something to prove. So that's why this game was – isn't that supposed to be the U.S.? Aren't they young? <laughs> and Aren't hungry? they supposed to be hungry? They certainly have a hell of a lot to to prove to people. What the hell do you mean, Costa Rica? Hey, look, they're young and they're hungry and they got a lot to prove. That's supposed to be us. Yeah, Paul. This is like what Fritzy was saying, though. It's like week 17 in the NFL. If you have 60, if you have 15 wins, you could uh, just go into that game and get waxed. That happens all the time in week 17, week 16. A couple it just years. seems weird with a specific score. Like as long as the Hawks don't lose 183 to 11, they're going to be in the playoffs. It just seems very weird when you're talking about a specific score of a specific game. Well, they have tiebreakers. 
They have tiebreakers. It's not the same to me. Right. It's literally what it is. It's a tiebreaker. But goal differential but, is the tiebreaker. But but the, the we we won. Like we're in. We're, we're in. We're we qualify. Let's go. Yeah. But if the Red Sox were playing the Twins and they said as long as they're in the Red Sox, they lost twenty seven three. As long as but they, they lost by twenty four, that's fine. If they would have lost twenty eight three, they would have been in the wild card game. That's my point. But doesn't it happen in other sports? I don't think it happens that blatant. I understand about the differentials and things, and a little of that, but uh, it's, <laughs> the, you, you guys are trying to draw it together just to be. The things uh, that bother you, the things that bother you, amaze me. Like you just couldn't wrap your head. Has there ever really been a, a game in recent years like the Patriots won seventy to three? They're out. They needed to win seventy two to three, so they're out. They had to win by at least sixty eight points to get into the playoffs. It doesn't happen very rarely, it, but it happens all the time in soccer with the way they have it set up. <laughs> You lost 8-0, but it's okay. As long as you lost by you know, 10 or less, you're fine. <laughs> what? Seems ridiculous. We'll explain. <sighs> no, 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 no. Not going to. Uh, great to have you on board. Hopefully you're still with us after the last five minutes there. But uh, we'll check in with Brandel Shambly of the Golf Channel about Tiger Woods. And we're seven days away from the start of the Masters. Are we staying with the poll question for the final hour. We've got a bunch of them working right now, actually. Oh. And believe it or not, they're all almost 70-30. Oh. Very, very interesting. Okay. Right? So, okay. Uh, like we put up, uh, why did Bruce Arians step down as the head coach of the Buccaneers? 70% Tom Brady. Okay. Um, I put up, would you rather have tickets to the Final Four, tickets to the Masters? Guess which one's 70%? Masters. One, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Uh, would you rather sleep over Charles Barkley's house or Michael Jordan's house? Uh, Barkley. 70% say Charles Barkley. Yeah, I'm going to have fun there. Yeah, it seems like way more fun. I might get yelled at at Jordan's house. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're going to, it's a little more inclusive with uh, Charles. Yeah. A little more warm. Yeah, although Charles said we don't even get to get in the main house, we'd be in the guest house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That doesn't sound as welcoming, but it feels like I'd get yelled at by Jordan. Yeah, Paul. You wake up at Michael Jordan's house. I got more hours sleep than you. You don't know how to sleep. I know how to sleep. You don't know how to wear pajamas. Those are awful pajamas. Just getting berated. Two bowls of cereal? I've had three. Yeah, four eggs. Yeah. You had two cigars? I've had four. You had a half a bottle of tequila? I had a whole bottle of tequila. How about some phone calls here? Uh, Drew in San Diego. Hi, Drew. What's on your mind today? Hi, Dan. Second time, long time. Uh, I was recently visiting my parents' house uh, in a different state, and they're looking to move, and they told me to clean out some stuff, and I found some Dan Patrick basketball trading cards from 1997. Yep. They They have your name written all over it, and it says, from way downtown, along with your picture, and then a description from you of each player on the back. Yep. And I was going to see if uh, I could trade you for some DP show swag. No, I have those trading cards. I don't need them. <laughs> I mean, well, Tyler hung up on him. I, like he was going to hold hold those as ransom. I they're my trading cards. I have a few of those trading cards. Oh no, I already got those. Yes, I do. I mean, I, I if if Drew calls back, Tyler, get his address. We'll send him a pie slam a jam a t shirt or something. Yeah, Paul. Why don't you give him another set for a couple shirts from his closet? Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple random. Matt shirts. in Florida. Hi, Matt. What's on your mind? Five eleven two hundred. 
First time, long time. Um, I got hooked on this show, believe it or not, in 2012 from Fritzy's Mock Headlines. So I figured it would only be right if I put together a little jam for him. Oh. It doesn't rhyme with rock. Rock. All right, here you go. This is Madden, Florida. This is from Dope Man from NWA. Dan once said to a man named Todd Fritz, Mock Headlines are making me sick. Then Todd Fritz said, man, I don't give a blip. And then he dropped a limber rick. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Matt. I got to say, it's very flattering when the, when you know these efforts are made. I think it's very cool. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Uh, Chris in Florida. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hi. First time, long time. Yeah, Chris. 58200. All right. Uh, I've got a bit of an insightful take on Tiger. So I think, you know, he's a great student of the game. If he's ever to reach the 18 majors that Jack has, uh, obviously three more than Tiger currently has, uh, his best chances are at Augusta and the British Open. And if you look at British Open courses, I think St. Andrews presents the best option opportunity for him there. So I, th- I think Augusta, you know, not only um, I think we'll find out next tomorrow at noon uh, if it's the same as every other PGA Tour event that he'll be in uh, at 12:01, and that's to play uh, the par three tournament with Charlie, and then just give it a test run for St. Andrews. Yeah, I think it's a fair point, but people have to understand. I've said this. I don't think there's a hillier course that the pros play on tour than Augusta. Just letting you know, if, if you've even walked the course, then you know what I'm talking about. He doesn't have a, uh, uh, he's not going to be able to get a ride. He doesn't have a golf cart. You got to walk. Uh, there's there's going to be hitting golf balls every day, probably after the round. There'll be swelling. Uh, and then walking that course is not going to be easy. But I love that he's going to give it a try. At least we think he's going to give it a try. King in St. Louis. King in St. Louis is back. Hi, King. Hey, DP. How you doing? Good, hey, sir. I got a show related. I got a show related request for you, but real quick, man. I got to tell you, a few months ago, a guy had called in to ask your opinion on what to do, whether go to a Stones concert or sell the tickets for his uh, for his uh, yeah. wedding. And in the midst of you giving him advice of what to do, you had made an off the cuff remark where you said, "I have no time to teach this generation." One of the funniest damn things I'd ever heard that needs to be put on a T-shirt somewhere. <laughs> but uh, but aside from that, a request uh, in light of that great interview that you did with Sir Charles, I would love to get a Jimmy Jimerson breakdown of the MVP race in the NBA. And I would also request if you could from now on do a Jimmy Jimerson breakdown, a subject of your choosing, of course, Every show from now on, just like you do the stat of the day and stuff like that, a Jimmy Jimerson breakdown every day would be extremely great. I think that that is extremely funny, man. All right. Well, thank you, King. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, King's got to understand Jimmy Jimerson is busy. He's uh, helping out local markets, radio shows, TV shows. Uh, Let's uh, see if we can go to Jimmy Jimerson, get his uh, take, his opinion on the uh, MVP race so far as we're heading down the uh, stretch run for the regular season. Jimmy, your thoughts on the MVP in the NBA? 
Am I busy right now? Absolutely. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Right now, I've been asking myself, how busy am I to break down the NBA MVP race? Okay, mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. I'm helping local markets. I'm doing other things. I'm an NFL insider now transitioning to NBA mm. insider. Right now, people are saying, how busy is this guy? And that's the question they're trying to answer. All right. Well, thank you, Jimmy. We'll keep an eye on that. I think that's the kind of insight that we've come to expect from Jimmy Jimerson. We were talking about Jimmy Jimerson. Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, Jeff in Detroit joins us on the program. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? What up, though? One time for chat. Well, listen, one of the one of the wonderful things about your show is the DP show Rewind, where we can see old clips. And the one thing that I have noticed about you, Dan, you got some big ones on you, bro. Just check this out. You talked about Chuck Liddell. You just told Charles he doesn't have any trophies to steal. You told Ray Allen he's shooting messed up. You asked Nick Saban to comment on these nuts. And you told Usain both the fastest man in the world. When talking about Tyreek Hill racing him, he was like, I don't know. I'm not too, you know, that first 40. The fastest man in the world. You telling him, I'm, I'm not too sure. You got some big ones on you, my dude. For real, for real. Listen, just real quick about the Will Smith situation. It was, uh, it, it seemed to me to be like, uh, just fake outrage, you know what I'm saying? And we, the, the sad part about that is that Quest Love won an Oscar. And nobody's talking about that. Nobody's having him on or interviewing him about it. And if it was somebody like Dave Chappelle, The Rock, or uh, LL Cool J, I don't think we'd be talking about this. I honestly don't. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. Yes. Quest Love ended up winning an Oscar for Best Documentary. And that's, that's going to be a, a trivia question one day. Do they still do Trivial Pursuit? Do they new, do new versions of Trivial Pursuit? Because I haven't heard... People talk about Trivial Pursuit in a long time. But I will say, at just about every holiday, when my wife's family comes to town, Trivial Pursuit comes out. And it's men versus women. And it gets heated. And you have to give the exact answer. If there's a the, you better have a the. Oh, not one of those guys. Oh. You're not one of those guys. No. That's the worst. No. Because I always say, you don't want me to be competitive. Because nobody wins. So if the answer is the Tennessee Valley Authority, and, and someone says Tennessee Valley Authority? That, that is not accepted. Wow. That is BS. I would throw down. But we chant. We bang on the table. Men, men, M-E-N. Men, <laughs> men, M-E-N. It gets, it gets heated. And then you've got older, older women who are in their 80s, and they're going, no, not going to accept that. I'm like, they read the wrong question or give the wrong answer. Like, you know, it's a mess. But every every year, Easter, Easter's coming up. Man, man, M-E-N. It's going to be chanting. Do you have uh, updated Trivial Pursuit yeah, editions? Yeah, every couple of years they seem to update it. They had Trivial Pursuit 2000s, like a special edition. Trivial Pursuit Classic Edition, where they take old questions and mix in new. Uh, there's been a 40th anniversary in 2019 there was an 80s version, Fritzy, in 2019. Oh, Love that. I would go at it with Fr Fritzy on the 80s edition, true. You're both stuck in the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I know you always say Fritzy is, but... I'm less so compared to Todd. Only compared to Todd. You're pretty 80-ish. <laughs> You're pretty... Your music. Yeah. Your teams. Yeah. Holder Payton. Clothes, probably. <laughs> Clothes. Yeah. Cars. Cars, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think I creep into the early 90s, and that's about I cat myself. Todd just creeps. 
I just creep in general. Yes, he did. There's an attempt by Paul. Yeah, that, there's an that's attempt. True. There's that, no that attempt true. from Todd. No, I'll take not that. at all. All right, we'll take a break. We'll check in with Brando Chambly of the Golf Channel, get his thoughts on Tiger Woods. When does Tiger have to make it official that he's going to be playing? Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Oh, the love sack today. We were sitting on it, and uh, this, of course, the world's most adaptable couch. And you could hear, you could feel it. Seaton goes, do you feel, do you feel that? And I said, that's, that's the surround sound. That's the subwoofer that's in the couch. It was in the couch. Yes, it was. It was like. What? Todd feels that sometimes, but it had nothing to do with the nothing love. Nothing to sir. do with no. that. But this is an incredible experience. So you got the speaker subwoofer there in the couch. So you got an unparalleled immersive audio experience. And you feel that subwoofer there. But it's, it's the world's most adaptable couch. So it feels great. You know, it's comfortable. And uh, you can do what you want with it. Uh, there's accessories there that you could add to it. You can customize the, the uh, size of it, c- configuration, the fabric. You can change out the fabric. Color, level of support. They got it all. They thought of it all. It's Love Sack, the sectional with Stealth Tech. It's uh, the most adaptable couch you'll find. And you can customize your couch on lovesac.com. That's lovesac.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. NBC Sports and the Golf Channel live from the Masters. More than 50 hours of live coverage, analysis on Golf Channel, primetime coverage airs each night. Next week, beginning Monday, Brandel Chambly is already in Augusta, part of the studio coverage, the Augusta National Women's Amateur. That airs on NBC. Starts uh, Saturday at noon Eastern, and uh, Brandel Chambly joins us on the program. Brandel, if I said to you a month ago, Phil Mickelson won't be in the Masters, and Tiger Woods might be in the Masters, what would you have said? I wouldn't have been surprised. Really? I didn't figure... Yeah, I didn't figure Phil was going to be in the Masters. I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about after the fallout from Phil's comments at the Genesis. I didn't figure that Phil would be at the Masters. But after watching Tiger Woods at the Father's Son, what was that, December of last year, and then also the same week of Genesis, I saw somebody put out on Twitter that Tiger had walked up. He had descended or ascended the, the hill behind the 18th green at Genesis without any problem whatsoever. And that's it. You've ever been to Riviera? I mean, yeah. that's straight up, and that's about I don't know a hundred foot climb up there. And they said he just clipped up that hill, no problem. I thought, well, the combination of the shots he was hitting at the father's son, the fact that he was able to get up that hill, it sounded to me like uh, he was gonna he was gonna be back at the Masters. Uh, every time I've talked about it, I've thought, ah, I don't know, 50-40. but it it really doesn't surprise me. Having said that, it'll be uh, by far the most uh, dominant story. Is Phil? suspended like why is he not at the masters that's a good question you know i i would only be guessing it, it seems like he's suspended to me uh it'd be hard for him after the things that he said coming back and going okay boys let's have some fun let's play some golf and and look like he was benefiting from the world of professional golf after he at least in my view tried to take a blowtorch to the whole pga tour uh and and, and doing so in such a transparently greedy way but the PGA and the Masters have different set of rules. So the PGA might have suspended him, but the, that, that'd have to come under the auspices of the Masters as well. 
Yeah, exactly right. Uh, the the four major championships are not run by the PGA Tour. They have their their own set of rules and ordinances. So to whatever extent, you know, I I, I doubt he's suspended from Augusta National, uh, but along those lines, I, I think for Tiger or excuse me for Phil to come back and just play one event, uh, and imagine if he showed up here, uh, he would be hounded from start to finish everywhere he went with questions about his comments. It just would be, it'd be a circus. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure Phil doesn't want that. And I'm sure Augusta National doesn't want that. All right. When does Tiger have to make it official that he's going to tee it up? Well, he's, he's officially listed on the website of Augusta National as, as in the field. So I, it can't get any more official than that. I suppose, uh, you know, he, the idea of him coming up here to play was to see if he could walk the golf course. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's essentially what everybody was thinking about what he was doing here. Uh, and if he couldn't do it and couldn't compete and couldn't hit the shots, he, I think, would have withdrawn by now. Uh, so, you know, I, I think there's a pretty darn good chance we're going to see him walk in these fairways come Monday or Tuesday of next week. Have you seen him? I haven't. I am just the video. I saw a, a video of him posted. A, a friend of mine played in front of him. At, uh, at his golf course down in uh, West Palm Beach. said he turned around. He said he looked like he was walking fine. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in a cart. He was walking the golf course. Uh, he looked like he was swinging fine. You know, the shots that he hit at the father-son, you know, I don't know if you were watching that event, but, I mean, that event outrated many of the rounds of the majors last year. Not all of them, but some of them. <laughs> uh, just just a hit and giggle with Tiger Woods and his son Charlie outrated major championship events. And, and he hit some stunningly good shots and had plenty of ball speed. I thought maybe he's showing up and he'll do the ceremonial first tee with Jack Nicklaus. And then he and his son, maybe, you know, they his son gets to play the par three and Tiger gets to caddy for him. Like that he's he's going out there to try to win this tournament. You know, when he played, when he showed up here in 2019, I mean, by then we had already seen everything we needed to see pretty much to know that his game was pretty much back. But there were still some question marks, whether or not he could draw it at two, fade it off a one, and whether or not his putting was where it needed to be. And we, we found out very early on that week that everything was fine. Uh, this week, there's more questions, obviously. How's his back holding up? Uh, he's, he's, what is he, 500 days from the last time he played yeah. 500, almost 600 days from the last time he played golf? So he's now 46 years old. Uh, he won here when he was 43. I mean, that's at the age when time kicks you in the teeth. Uh, so, you know, back issues. This is now crazy, Randall. Issues. Randall, this is crazy. Like, I, <laughs> I it, you know, we, we keep being surprised by stories in sports, and you think you've seen everything. And I know Ben Hogan came back from a terrible car accident. But, yeah. I mean, Tiger, we thought maybe he could lose his leg. And then we thought, well, is he going to be able to walk? Okay, now can he swing a golf club? Now can he walk a course? Now can he win the Masters? Like, come on. <laughs> this is crazy. Well, well, with him, all bets are off. I mean, you've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, you know, he has a capacity for miracles unlike anybody else. But, you know, it is the comeback story of great athletes. That Those are the most compelling stories of all in all of sport. You, you mentioned Ben Hogan. Hollywood made a movie about that. Yeah. You know, there was a, you know, the boxer, James Braddock, the Cinderella man. Hollywood made a movie about that. I mean, that comeback was inconceivable. But here, Tiger Woods, he's already given us. I don't know. I've lost count of how many comebacks. But he's come back from a broken leg, won the U.S. Open, a, sort of a, a, a broken image, a broken short game. And then, you know, ascended to 82 and won a master. So those are all 
Hollywood worthy. This one, this one just goes right to the ridiculous if he's able to come back from this and, and play with any semblance of the game that he had prior to it. Does he have any say, input on who he would play with on Thursday, Friday? You know, I don't think he would, but it wouldn't surprise me that. Like Justin you know, Thomas ever, is. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're going to put him with a comfortable, favorable pairing. You know, I, I can't imagine they're going to put him with Sergio Garcia. You know, um, you know somebody who he has a little animus with. I just don't see that. I don't see that happening. <laughs> uh, best player in the world right now is well, uh, and, and not one. number. No, I don't want number one. Yeah. I want if we were going to bet today, best number one player, and they went right out and played right now at Augusta, one round. I I would say Justin Thomas. You know okay. when I yeah when I when I look at the top 20 players in the world, there are more question marks than there are exclamation points. And, you know, you go down the list and you start looking at who could, who has every, who checks every box here. There's really only a handful of players that sort of check every box, being able to hit the necessary height of the iron shots, being able to scramble, having the, you know, the sort of the, the wits about you to hit the right shots at the right moment on this golf course. There's really only about a handful of them here. Scotty Scheffler is certainly that, in that handful. Colin Morikawa is in that handful. Uh, but Justin Thomas, at least in my view, is, uh, is the player I'm most looking at uh, to win this week. I tell people, if you haven't walked Augusta, you don't realize how hilly it is. Might be the hilliest course that they have on tour. And I just, I don't know how you hold up four days, no golf cart, going to be hitting balls, going to have to have, probably have swelling. I mean, I... Yeah, right. It's a monumental task here. Right. Too much hill to climb when you when you look at it that way. But on the other hand, if you just look at right, if he can if he can do that, and, and I don't doubt from the last time we saw him where he was hobbled a little bit. Better he got around a little bit better than I thought. But so let's say it's been four months. And Tiger Woods said every single day he was emphatic about this. Every single day he there is no day off for him. He realizes the door is shutting. Uh, but from a major stand, major championship standpoint, this is the best chance for him to win a major championship. It's got the smallest field, and then you can further reduce this field down to, I don't know, the average world ranking of the winner is 11 here over the last 10 years. I mean, it really does reduce the field down to a very small number of players. And Tiger Woods realizes he's, he comes here, he's got to be 10, 15 guys. And if he can just get around, We've seen him hobble around before and win a major championship. <laughs> you know, the 2008 U.S. Open, he could hardly walk. Is the and coverage he, he, being planned for Tiger playing? I, I'm sure it is. You know, I, I'm sure once they realized that there was a very good chance Tiger was going to be here. And does he go that, in the afternoon, Brando, on Thursday to capitalize on ratings? Yeah, that would be my guess. Uh, that would be my guess, Dan, you know, just, you know, first out, you know, I mean, people sit in a room, executives and like, what, what would they rather see a high rating on Thursday or a high rating on Friday, yeah. but wherever it's at, the ratings will triple because I mean, they triple when Tiger's just in the event anyway, but given this comeback, who, yeah. who knows? I mean, these, these might be the, the single greatest ratings in the history of major championship early on early days. Anyway, are you in your hotel? I am. I'm right in the same spot where I am when I talk okay. to you most of the time. Yeah. And they haven't changed the picture behind you. 
No, but I think that's appropriate. That's the view I have, you know, chipping out of the, you know, the, the trees quite often. When I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody's trolling me. Yeah. Hey, uh, great to talk to you as always. We'll be watching this week and next week as well. Thanks, Dan. Thank always you. a pleasure to talk. That's Randall Chambly, the uh, lead Golf Channel studio analyst. And uh, they got the Augusta National Women's Amateur that's going to air on NBC Saturday at noon Eastern. <sighs> Certainly sounds official-ish that Tiger's going to be playing. It's amazing. It's wild. And I had somebody tell me last week, having seen Tiger at Medalist, his home course, and said he didn't look comfortable at all, didn't look good at all, walking around. <laughs> yes, Eden. Is there a like deadline or cutoff when Tiger would have to tell? If he's in or out? Uh, that's what I asked Brando. I said, when does he have to make it official? And he said, well, he's already made it official. He's in the field. It's official official. So now no, he can just back out? He's just in the field. He could back out. Absolutely. But I would say if he's teeing it up, the par three, then he's going to be playing. Mm. But he'll he'll probably announce it before then. Yeah, Paul. Right. As a former Masters champion, he's in the field every single year until he tells them he's not. Yeah. And to the point where I was reading a couple of things. He, his name could be on there until Thursday, five minutes four is tea time, and he could withdraw on the range. He could withdraw moments before, but he's in until he's out. A couple of phone calls. Uh, Scott in Maryland. Hi, Scott. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, 59165. I just want to actually, you uh, kind of just took the words out of my mouth uh, with the previous interview. Uh, I was fortunate enough to. Uh, go to Augusta back in 2017 for a practice round. And uh, one of the first uh, things I noticed, or first and foremost, was just how beautiful it was. But second, how hilly it is. I mean, the TV does not do it justice whatsoever with just how hilly it is. So I just don't know how Tiger can keep that up with his uh, uh, recent surgery. But the main reason I'm calling is I got an NFL uh, pie, to the, pie to the face bet, if anybody's interested for this upcoming season. All right. All right. With uh, the juggernauts or juggernauts for the TVs in the NFL, <laughs> juggernauts <laughs> uh, for the AFC North, you got Sean Watson, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and my man Mitchell Trubisky. I will take the Steelers winning over the rest of them for the pie to the face. If anybody wants. That. All right. Who wants a pie to the face? Scott has Pittsburgh winning the division over everybody. Anybody? Yeah, Paulie. The Steelers were nine and seven, nine seven and one last year with with Roethlisberger. Yeah, the division was won with ten wins by Cincinnati. Yeah, that that's a gutsy call by this guy. All right. Are the Ravens going to be bad again? Um, Eight and nine. Yeah. And it feels like the Bengals got better. Yes. And currently the Steelers have 17 quarterbacks, none of which are really And we don't know when Deshaun Watson's going to play. Right. So I'm banking on Pitt, and you know I'm a big Mitchell Trubisky fan, so uh, I'd be a little nervous there betting against him. You know, the Ravens lost six in a row. I think that, you know, rolling along, they were eight and three, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh, see ya. They're gonzo. Well, Lamar doesn't want that extension until uh, he wins his Super Bowl. (laughs) 
I like how the owner's telling us that, oh. no, he doesn't want $45 million a year not until he wins a Super Bowl. In fact, here is the uh, Ravens owner, Steve Biscotti, talking about Lamar Jackson. The kid is so obsessed with winning a Super Bowl that I think deep down he doesn't think he's worthy. I think he wants that to say, now I deserve to be on top. I don't think he is turned on by money that much, and he knows it's coming one way or the other. Yeah, but I don't know if I could put those words in my quarterback's mouth. You know, I don't want to. Now, maybe Lamar Jackson said that, but my owner is saying, nope, uh, you don't want that money, do you, Lamar, until you win a Super Bowl? Yes, sir. Yes, he... He's like, look, I, I want to give you the money. I wanted to, but he won't take it. It just seems like, no, I'm not I'm not worthy uh, yet. No, I'm not wanting to give it to Put your hands out. I know I want... You don't want this money. How's 45 said No? Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever get your podcast from final results of the poll question this day in sports history I just found out what's on the menu for meat friday anybody want to take a guess meat friday tomorrow just went in and talked to our resident chef slash cook slash guy who answers the phone tyler yes todd Sausage and chicken Alfredo. Okay, the answer is no. <laughs> That's the best on the grill. Alfredo on the grill is the yeah, best. Yeah, put the noodles on the Traeger. See, Sausage part, the chicken. Uh, cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers? No. Marvin? I'm going to go brisket. Brisket, no. Paulie? Straight up steaks. Straight up steaks, no. Ribs? No. Tom? Mahi mahi tacos. No, no. <laughs> chicken wings. Pork chops. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. Pork chumps. And I said, let's throw in some mashed potatoes because we were talking mashed potatoes today. National Tater Day today. Now, does that include spring training, National Tater Day? Whenever you hit a home run, you hit a tater. There you go. I don't know if they say that anymore. They should. If they don't, they should bring that back. I like a dinger. I don't, know, I don't know how they came up with tater, <laughs> dinger. What about a Texas leaguer? You haven't heard that in a while. No, you don't. Well, they haven't had any in baseball. Your launch angle doesn't give you a Texas <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Nice. Okay, all right. We're a team. That's good. Jeff in, uh, Jeff in Kansas City. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. I was listening to you guys talk about uh, goal differential. I want to know what the hell the Cardinals were uh, <laughs> trying to get last night over my Nationals. That was uh, – What was the was final? It was like 29-3 to three or something? 29 to 8. Okay. So you, you think you're going to hang 8 and win, but you still got outscored by three touchdowns. 
Hey, uh, I know you're a huge Gaslight Anthem fan. I know Seton probably already knows this. They announced they're getting back together, a new album and tour coming this fall. Oh, nice. Nice. And uh, my wife and I are actually going to see the lead singer on his solo tour in Paris for our honeymoon. And we're going to Rolling Garros. We're big tennis fans. Uh, one of our bucket list items. Any tips for visiting Rolling Garros? Uh, I, I only went there once. And I, when I went there, the matches were rained out. So I can't really give you too much information on Roland Garros. Paris, awesome. Can't go wrong. And and I always look for where the locals are. Try to find out where locals go. They don't have bars, but they have pubs and the restaurants. The locals, can't go wrong with them. Same, same as when I was in Florence. We found a place we asked... Where are the locals? Where do the locals go eat? We went into this restaurant, and they all turned around because they knew we were Americans. Like, damn it, they found us. <laughs> it, it was my fanny pack, I think, that I had. <laughs> it gave me away. Yeah, the damn Americans, they are here. <laughs> uh, do you have the, uh, the history of uh, the term dinger? Yeah, well, I got tater. A oh. home run in the 70s was called a long tater because the ball itself was known as a potato or a tater for generations, like in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Oh. So someone said, that guy hit a long tater or just a tater. That was big in the 70s. Like yeah. All, just like that. Yes. I remember talking about hitting taters and playing Stratomatic. It'd be like Nate Colbert, 210. That's a tater. Gone. I don't know about Dinger, though. Uh, Joe in L.A. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind today? Morning, DP. Good morning, Joe. Five eight. Five eight one fifty. Thank you. Uh, great uh, interview with uh, Brandel. Um, like to give you a couple of uh, golf questions. Okay. If you had a choice of playing Augusta once or Double Beach five times, which would you choose? And the second question is, what would be your ultimate foursome? Thanks, Nikki. Yeah, I don't have an ultimate foursome. Uh, it changes, but if you could say, if you said I could play Augusta once pebble five, I'd go Augusta once. I love pebble. Can't go wrong. As I've said many times, you can have a bad score, but you can't have a bad day on pebble. Can't Augusta. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you know, it's just a whole different world and you gotta abide by that whole different world when you go in there, but it's, it's spectacular. Uh, Andrea in New Jersey. Hi, Andrea. How you doing, Dan? Great, Andrea. Hello to the Danettes, and of course, shout out to Chat Row. Okay. Dan, I need you to do me a favor. All right. I need you to stop calling Brady the goat. Okay. He's not the goat. Okay. The concept really sticks in my craw, okay. and I need you to hear my argument. Right. You can call him the greatest of his generation just like Montana was the greatest of his generation. And you could argue Bart Starr and Staubach, the greatest before that. The rules change, and as each generation passes, the quarterback is more and more protected. Therefore, I feel Brady is not the GOAT. Who is the GOAT, Andrea? <sighs> See, there is no GOAT. That's the answer. If, if, that's the answer. There is no goat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't say that Brady's the goat, not the goat, and then have somebody who is the goat. But okay, Andrew. Um, I mean, is Jordan the greatest of all time? Can LeBron be the greatest of all time? Like at other sports, 
know, Lewis Hamilton, is he the greatest of all time? But when you think of sports and how they've changed, football has changed more than any other sport at the most important position. Because, you know, growing up, if you threw the ball 20 times, that was a lot. And then all of a sudden, Dan Marino came out in 1984 and we're like, what is he doing? They're trying to win throwing the football. You win by playing defense and running the football. Now you got to throw for 5,000 yards. No. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. Oh, we got a bunch. Uh, 2004, remember this? The NFL owners adopted a 15-yard penalty for excessive celebrations. Mm-hmm. That was the no-fun league days. That lasted yep. for a few years. Yep. Um, Muhammad Ali wore a $10,000 robe in 73 in a fight against Ken Norton. He's, he broke, got his jaw broken in That's that. That's right. Thing. The robe said the people's, champion, uh, people's champion. It was given to by Elvis Presley. That's pretty cool. Oh. 1968, Seattle chose their nickname Pilots for the new American League franchise. I got one for you here. There's two players that have at least 100 made three-pointers and 100 dunks this season. I'll buy anybody lunch if they get one of the two. Any guesses? What was it again? 100 dunks and at least 100 made threes. Pauling? Bridges from the Suns? Bridges from the Suns. Almost. Ah. Oh. You must have looked at something and then you didn't look at it closely. Enough. No, I didn't look at it. It was Miles Bridges from the Hornets. Oh, oh so mm. close. Could have had a sandwich. Bridges, I said. Yes, you did. <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers. I think I confuse those guys a lot. Yes, I do too. <laughs> uh, Christian Wood is the other one. Christian Wood. Todd, what'd you learn today? Charles Barkley still feels he got robbed of league MVP in the 86-87 season by Irvin Magic Johnson. Seaton. Guest house is the best we could do with Chuck Wagon. Marv. Barkley's house for only one day. Yeah. Paulie? There are multiple bridges. What we learned brought to you by Discover Exceptionally Common Sense. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Learn more. Discover.com slash match limitations apply. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.